Clone Wars! Today on the Coruscant Knights podcast, the members of the group will be talking about their favorite arcs of the Clone Wars. Welcome back to the Coruscant Knights podcast. What an awesome intro, guys. We're so happy to have you here today, guys. Yes, we are. <laughs> my name is Cooper, and alongside to my right is Mark. Oh, this music is such a banger. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? I'm doing fantastic. So much and, energy today. And to my left is Jack. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> nice to see you guys. And we love the love a bit of Clone Wars music as I slowly turn it Dimension. down. <laughs> you guys guess what we're talking about today? <laughs> oh, I oh, yeah, I wonder. Hmm. Welcome back. Uh, we're happy to have you here. Um, just a reminder, we do have social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and Patreon. So if you want more content from us... Please go check it out. Um, that'd be greatly appreciated. If you hadn't guessed, we're talking about the Clone Wars today, and we're going to talk about our favorite arcs, as uh, Mark said in our very awesome what intro. What are you talking about? That wasn't me. That was the narrator of the show. Ah. <laughs> um, yeah. So this this should be a really good one. It's the Clone Wars isn't really a project we've touched on too much over our time here at uh, Coruscant Nights and in the studio. So. It'll be good to talk about it. We would also like to mention that all of us haven't seen The Clone Wars for a very long time. So we are a little bit rusty. However, though, we are very excited to talk <laughs> yes, about it. Hopefully, with some conversation, we should get to the root of the arc. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> Just before we begin, uh, earlier this week, we celebrated Star Wars Day. May, May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Um, and Revenge of the 5th. Yeah, yeah. And Revenge of the 5th. Yeah, what, what did you guys do to celebrate May the 4th? Um, I worked. You worked? <laughs> okay. Think. Did you did you wish people happy yes, Star Wars Day? Yes, May the Fourth be with you. Very all. good, very good. Um, I yeah, I just watched some visions. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. some visions. Yeah. What do yeah. you think? What do you think? Uh, I watched like four episodes, mm. and it was good. But like once again, it was kind of like, was this necessary? Mm. I haven't kind of thing. It was like uh, it was it was fun for what what it was, but I can't say that I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> okay. I haven't all watched right. it yet, but. I think it's going to take me a lot of mental effort to start it after mm. the first season. Definitely. And I have seen some um, comments online. I know you can't always, you know, take them. you got, you got to take them with a grain of salt. But mm. I have heard some things about it that, you know, leave, makes me feel a bit iffy about it. Mm. I've, I've only seen uh, one episode and I, I quite enjoyed it. But, uh, I mean... We think back to what our um, hopes for Star Wars 2023 was, and we thought the Visions, I think across the board, Visions was probably the least anticipated. Aside um, from um, Young Jedi Adventures. Yes, which <laughs> I don't even think we should touch. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Um, just a quick uh, little thing. I bought a uh, couple of Star Wars trinkets for myself. I bought a Funko Pop of my uh, favourite uh, character in... The Book of Boba Fett, Fennec Shand. Um, I got her sitting on my shelf, just over to my right. And I also, I haven't showed the guys this yet, but I got two little stickers from a cafe, uh, one of Obi-Wan and one of Boba Fett. So, oh, I saw that. On the, yeah. Yeah, 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 I see that up there. So that was, that was uh, yeah, a nice little thing to mm. get. Okay, now who wants to kick, uh, us, kick off. us off? Yeah. All right, I guess I'll go first, since Alrighty. mine is chronologically <laughs> before. So uh, I don't know if... The Ark even has a name. Do Arcs even have names? Uh, I mean, the attack, even... the attack on Umbara, anyway. Yeah, that's yeah. the one it is with Jedi, Pong, Krell. Jedi. Oh, yeah, that's a bit of a stretch, <laughs> isn't it? Loose term. <laughs> yeah, very loose. This, this Ark is really, um, really interesting. Like, we see this 
it's a lot of about side characters actually. Like we see mm. Anakin and Obi Wan for a few minutes in the first episode, but that's really it. Like we focus also what's cool about it a lot on the clones themselves, especially yes. Rex. And since it's a four episode arc, it's pretty long, and we get yeah lots of um, really cool storytelling through the clones and questioning whether they should be really listening to their superiors or not. Yeah, I think Pong had some ve- Pong. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds funny. A Krell or whatever you want to say. Um, had some, General yeah, Krell. General Krell had some very interesting uh, demands for the clones and kind of showed his intentions from the beginning, kind of. Mm. And then even uh, Rex was a bit suspicious at first of his uh, demands orders. On, on orders on how he didn't really have any strategical plan yeah. Just basically send them, um, send them in and if they die, they die kind of. Yeah, aspect. exactly. Yeah. And Rex being the true soldier he is, he says to like Jesse and Five mm. in particular, like, you know, we're soldiers, we just, we have to follow orders whether we want to or not. And the other clones, especially those two that I mentioned, really, you know, they say, well, he's throwing our men into a meat grinder, essentially. Like there's, there's so many better ways we go about this. They come up with so many plans. They even speak to Krell himself. He's not having any of it. No. He, he wants a full frontal attack on the hangar mm. and uh, leads to many, many casualties. Also, just mention, like, we don't ever get, like, obviously before this, we never saw Pong Krell. How did he even get to the position of where he is? Though? That's so true. Because, like, surely if his intentions were more Sith orientated anyway, like, <laughs> like you got four lightsabers. Be- who authorized this? Become, <laughs> become Count Dooku's apprentice or yeah, whatever it was. Literally, so yeah. weird. So and weird. That's the only time we see him in the Clone Wars. Mm. I mean, obviously he, yeah, he we dies. won't see him afterwards. That's for sure. No, but I mean, even <laughs> very shoehorned in for a good purpose, though. Yeah, yeah. They they ha- that had four everyone. episodes to work with him, and I think they did. Yeah, they did a good job. They made him it. a compelling. Uh, I wouldn't say like I wouldn't character, say he's a villain. I would say he's probably a, a, a darker Jedi hero, a character that you him. that you dislike and he's written to be disliked. Yes. Mm. But he also just shows that not every Jedi appreciates the clones or cares for mm. them at all. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, unlike so, Anakin and Ahsoka and now Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. And that in that um, arc, anyway, with the actual battle, I believe what happens is Anakin is sent to talk to the Chancellor, mm. which leaves Krell in charge of the Five O First Legion, and um, Obi-Wan is going to send his troops to attack the capital city mm. and the 501st uh, tasked with capturing a hangar. Mm. But because Krell, you know, wants to basically just do as much damage as he can to his own troops, he he doesn't tell them the information that, for example, Obi-Wan has already captured the capital mm. and he's the one that asks them to capture the hangar to reduce their air support. So, you know, he... He willingly withholds information for the purpose of mm. damaging the you know the clone troopers. Mm. If I might just add, um, I think probably the most compelling thing about the arc is that the clone troopers get to think for themselves yeah. for what almost seems like the first time because they've always kind of been in. I know it's called the Clone Wars, but they've kind of been in the shadow of the kind Jedi of, because like you you really care about besides Rex and um, a couple of the other main clones. You don't really get enough or care about the others. I think early seasons you got a lot. As rewatching it, I've yeah. gone to like maybe three three the first three arcs of the show chronologically. Yeah. And you get the cadets one with um That's a good one. Yeah, so you get them with obviously heavy and stuff before his demise and everything. Yeah. But um 
other than that, you really don't get much individuality aside from these sort of focused. Well, arcs. I mean, again, individuality, they're the same person. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. But yeah, I do, I do know what you mean. They're the same person, but in their own way, they're yeah. also their own people. Exactly. They are, yeah, oh, that's a great way of putting it. They're, they're the same person, but they're their own people. <laughs> um, Unreal. Yeah, so I, I, I think it's quite interesting to see the clones think for themselves and have to take matters into their own hands when they're so loyal and um, so... And getting to the point of mutiny and even mm. not really but kind of treason almost in a treason way. against yeah. a Jedi yeah like they could easily just for, get wiped out by Pong in two seconds disobeying they, orders yeah, yeah. yeah literally yeah direct I, orders I, I find that quite compelling and it's it's fun to see that and especially on and I know you're probably going to touch on this in a little bit but especially on a planet like Umbara which is very very kind of different from what we've got it's a very mm. dark planet it's very jungly there's a lot of different creatures Threats. out there yeah. Um, people and... hiding like the natives hiding in the in the um, background in the trees and everything like yeah. like just like the historical context of the Vietnam <laughs> yeah. War yeah. I was going to get to it later that how there are many you know even the disobeying of orders or the questioning of orders you know that happens I'm sure so, ma- so much in real life oh yeah you know, definitely that you know it's not just this world where the officers such as General Krell you know they have the perfect plan all the time and that the soldiers just go along with it they they you know they th- think for themselves what's good and what isn't good mm. yeah i've got a question for you guys just about about pong crow quickly and I, I noticed this when i was watching how on earth did he does he not cut off his own hands with his, <laughs> yeah. with his lightsabers <laughs> yeah because he spins them around like there's no tomorrow and block and blast a bolts and whatever sided. and he's got four hands he only needs two of them he's like x month and a General might, Grievous. He must be like crossing his arms across his chest with two of them and the other two. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> Every time I see him, I just get like, like see him in my head, like picturing him. I just picture him with that like really like villainous <laughs> smile yeah. that he does. Yeah. Like, like one of these ones. Like yeah. uh, obviously you guys can't see, but I'll do it to my fellow podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so <laughs> creepy. I'm just like, who is this guy? <laughs> oh, and that bit funny. under his Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, like, like that's a chicken so weird. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Rooster. Like a frog chicken rooster. Uh, <laughs> I, I think they definitely designed him to be, to look like not someone you wouldn't like friendly. a typical Jedi yeah. not friendly looking <laughs> although that being said I know we're kind of I'm going off topic here but there's some weird looking Jedi have you guys seen Call the Jedi <laughs> Oppo, Oppo Rancisis oh I think I know the one you mean yeah. I need to see the face yeah but his while, hair's while yeah, Cooper yeah. brings it up for us to see how good's Coleman Trevor <laughs> literally like a dinosaur <laughs> Jedi yeah it's so cool, <laughs> so cool. Oh, he, oh he, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he's kind of yeah, yeah. cute looking though. What the <laughs> heck? No way. <laughs> looks like uh, what's it called, Dumbledore? Man, look, <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he died, and then <laughs> just his hair kept growing. In coffin. <laughs> but he's still. And look at his nails. <laughs> look at his nails. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Didn't the dinosaur Jedi? Oh, yeah, he died in Django. Django the clones. Yeah. yeah. Django Fett. Badass, so, yeah. Another the original clone. Relevance. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, oh yeah. Um. The bit in the arc about how Krell wants, because the some of the clones, I think it was uh, Jesse, I think, mm-hmm. and I five? can't. Might have been Fives, and five there's another five. one whose name escapes me at the minute. But they go on this mission that they've given to the general. He denies them to do the mission, but they still go and do it. Mm. And I um, believe it fails. I think I'm pretty sure it fails. I think they and, have to go at it twice almost. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, General Krell orders their summary execution. 
oh, for yeah. treason. Mm. And and then none of the clones are willing to fire on them. There's <laughs> one there's one that tells them to do it because he's on the side of the general. Mm. But the actual firing squad refused to fire on the troops. Yeah. And Rex says, good luck finding one that will. Yeah. So it really shows how the clones, you know, they they stick together. Yeah. Well, they're they brothers. Are brothers. Yes. Yeah. I think one of the best scenes in the arc as the realization of when they're fighting each other because I think I don't know who said it maybe it was Pong Krell they said that um, maybe the natives had infiltrated um, the clone trooper armor like yes, they were wearing yes. it and then the realization when I think I, was it Fives much, or yeah, Jesse Rex. maybe it was Rex yeah, yeah. He, sees, he took off yeah. the helmet and saw it was his own men Yes. It was his own man, and, he, so. and he's like yelling at his troops, "Take off your helmet!" And he so they ran know. out into the middle of the yeah. battle as well, which was just quite surprising. Ballsy. He Very didn't sad, get though. killed. Very sad. It is sad. Yeah, I, and I, then yeah. they, the clones, finally realize, you know, we've got to get rid of this general yeah, at this point. And I believe Rex, I don't know exactly what he says, but he essentially says, at this point, the general is actually committing treason. Mm. Yeah, he's getting he's because he the both of the two battalions or whatever unit they are. They're both told that their yeah, enemy yeah. will be in clone armor, yeah. mm. which, you know, obviously means he's giving, he's getting them to fire upon each other unwillingly or unknowingly rather. And at that point, you know, that's treasonous against their own troops. And they go in and then they summary execute mm. the general because they know they they can't get him out yeah. because there's too much fighting. He's a Jedi after all. And, you know, at that point, well... We've got no other choice. He has to be executed mm. for treason. Yeah. Um, I think I know Rex is the main character and obviously he's going to survive. But in that scene where they kind of got the tower to go arrest uh, Krell and they surround him and then Krell starts using his lightsabers to stab and cut people, which mm. is it's awesome to see, mm. as, as sad as it is. But there was like three clones left in, in that tower. He could have yeah. easily killed them all and then you know, just stayed up there and no one had noticed. Yeah. But instead he decided to jump out the window and have his <laughs> yeah. movie star movement. Well, but yeah, he has to have his, his, his uh, shine, his uh, spotlight, I guess. Oh, actually, can I just say one more thing just about Pongrel? I really like the sound of his lightsabers, the hum. Oh. I can't remember. Oh. Ah, and I, yeah. I can't remember because it. it's been a long time since I've seen the arc. But mm. um, do you, any of you remember if... If they show Obi Wan or Anakin at the end and their yeah, reaction, yeah, they do. Yeah, it's Obi Wan. Because I would, I would find their reaction pretty interesting, but at the moment I can't recall it. Uh, here's his um, lightsaber sound, which I think is really cool. Yeah, yeah. it's so like it a, in a second, It's like sure. a mixture of um, obviously it's like blue and green, green yeah. but yeah. it's like a mixture of like both of them together. Oh, that sounds cool. Sounds like mean. It's like a more greater hum. Sounds and heavy. Yeah. Sounds like a heavy blade. And it does look pretty heavy as well, the way he carries it around. Yeah, someone in the comments actually said, I just love how beefy these sages sound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to that person. Anyway. <laughs> the chieftain. The chieftain. <laughs> nice comment, chieftain. <laughs> Alright, um, you got anything else to say? Cause, um, like, I'm all good. I'm pretty sure that's the, all I had to say about this arc. So yeah, it was very, mm. very uh, cool. There was, like I said, a bit of historical context as well, which is mm. always fun. Definitely for me, top three. So yeah, I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd probably put it top five. Mm. I think when you think about standout arcs in the Clone Wars, you gotta, that, you gotta that, that one's, that one's definitely it. there, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's one that 
almost everyone remembers mm. and recognizes yeah. as well. Like they I say, I think it's the like you said before. I think it's just the darkness and like the blues. There's a mm. lot of blue in the episode, yep. and I think it's just the colors and the, the smoke. And oh, the... how I forgot to mention this. I just realized. Sorry to cut you off. That's though, right. Quickly. It's 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 not even a big deal. But the way uh, I can't remember what what episode or what time it happened, but. Rex just like walks and like just kind of does like a no look on some guy on the ground to finish him off and just yeah. goes and just keeps walking. Yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah, that's merciless from from Rex. <laughs> from Rex. I love it. I so, don't remember that. That's so I, have I think I up. think I remember that. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, I'll go because I mean I normally go last, so I'll I'll chime in now. All right, where to begin? So first of all, I got to give a shout out to my second favorite arc in the Clone Wars. As as much as I enjoy the big battles. Like um, the 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 Mandalore one with Obi Wan Kenobi and Bo Katan, or even the Umbara arc, or even just Darth Maul going on a rampage across the galaxy. I really really enjoyed the clone conspiracy arc in season six, the first four episodes of season six. I think it was a really nice way to kind of get the plot rolling towards Revenge of the Sith because we know what's happening with uh, the the clones and the chips inside their head, they're starting to malfunction, or one of them is, and there's obviously big consequences behind that, and like in the Umbara arc, the clones are trying to figure out, uh, you know, well, one of the clones trying to figure out what's going on, and I think even in... It was fives, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fives. I think even in... And Jack, you might be able to talk about this a bit later. In the Siege of Mandalore arc, Mm -hmm. doesn't Ahsoka refer to fives... Um, when when she's trying to help Rex out, with yeah, the because, yeah. No, because Rex, Rex is saying, um, fives, yeah, fives. That's right. Right yeah. when he's turning, uh, yeah, he's trying to Ahsoka, trying yeah. to stop, let her know that fives is the yeah, key to says, finding out. Search for fives or something. Yeah, and then she goes to the droids. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's good setup, good references, and I mean, you get some Shakti action, you get some Anakin, Shakti. Anakin action. It's nice, but as great as it was, I think that my favorite arc for the series has to be. The first arc of season seven, uh, the Bad Batch arc. I've had a lot Jack of criticism based no, off no. of my choice. Jack is making a face. But no, no, I, I feel like it. the only way I can justify this to you is that it's because I really love the Bad Batch. Yeah. And this is the original Bad Batch. Yes, they get fleshed out and the team kind of changes. Not to be fair, they're but better in this arc. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. This is the original and this is the best version of them, mm. in my opinion. You've got Hunter, Wrecker, Tech and H- Crosshair. The, the OG4, and they're great. But there's more to the story than just the Bad Batch, and I want to get into it a little bit, because there's just different things throughout the story that are really, really compelling and really interesting. I think probably the most evident is... Well, first of all, seeing Anakin again. The first time we've seen Anakin since 20... When did the Clone Wars end? 2015? Anyway, um... Just seeing him in action and seeing... And Matt Lanter coming back to voice is brilliant. Um, seeing him as different people, seeing him as a leader, as the clones and like a commander. Even seeing him at the start of the Battle of uh, Christophsis when he goes to rescue uh, Obi-Wan and um, Obi-Wan's Legion. I can't remember what's Obi-Wan's Legion again. I want to say 212th, but I'm not yep, saying... Yep, 212th. 212th, yeah, okay. Hold on. So, and even just as he's moving his head to dodge blaster, blaster bolts, that's awesome. Uh, seeing him as a Jedi as well, he's just very talented and skillful with the Force and his lightsaber. And even as a normal person, you see his emotional moments with Padme in the in the hangar. 
Um, and there's a funny little moment with Obi-Wan afterwards. Just Anakin overall in the arc is really, really good. And his moment with Admiral Trench at the end when he kills him saying, I have no weakness. No, what is he saying on? He says, <laughs> I don't have such weaknesses. Yeah. yeah. I think I think that was really, really cool. Like I said before, seeing the Bad Batch again was uh, really awesome. Oh, not again. Yeah, for the first time. Sorry. Again. Sorry, I'm thinking this is coming up. No, don't. Uh, seeing them for the first time and interacting as a team, they just seem so different, but also so so much the same. And seeing them interact with the the clones like Rex and... Uh, was Cody in and, that? In that? And the thing about... I'm not sure if Cody was there, but the thing about the Bad Batch in this arc is they don't have that like emotional weight on them about Crosshair leaving them. Yeah, they which can you just can, be... You always feel it through the ba- the show of the Bad Batch. Yeah. But, you know, in this one, they're just working at their peak, at their strongest. They can just be badasses. There's no Omega, isn't there? No, there's no <laughs> <Omega>. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Well, I, no. Think, I think she shows up in the start of season one. Yeah, I think, I think that's good. I also like Echo's reveal. I think uh, getting him back in the story, and I'll mention a little bit about tactics in a minute, but getting him back in the story, and especially where his journey heads afterwards, is uh, really comp- uh, interesting. I think the way that Echo was used in in the episodes was quite clever, being a kind of foundation for battle tactics. Um and being held inside a machine because he's more machine and he it looks really distorted he's more and weird. Than man, yeah, it looks really distorted and weird. And I mean, obviously he 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 gets better, but yeah, just I think the way he was used and with the tactics on that on that note, you you hear it so much throughout this arc. It's basically what the whole arc's about. It's about trying to take over the planet Anaxis because it's such a key planet and even you see the separatist have built a ring around around the planet which is really cool but it's all about trying to make up ground that they can't do because they're in a stalemate and the stalemate's been going for years so I, I think trying to find those tactics is really cool and using echo as it is really good I think um I would have preferred almost having the bad batch find echo but kind of have him like almost like dead but like hang hung up string to the of, as, as he was to like the computer and ha- like kind of have him just be he's not like he he's dead kind of thing mm. you know what I mean like he's yeah. just like brain dead like yeah brain dead like he's only used as a computer now basically like a human computer but because I just think what, what, what they did with him after is kind of just like had him as a throwaway like look like a droid kind of thing in the Bad Batch show he was kind of an R2 character yeah, he was just a droid he just kept using his yeah. screwdriver hand for everything and that was it and then just left yeah and I was like eh you're almost better if he just died in front of them, kind of being like, they almost got to him, but they, you know, he's been like this for ages and they can't save him now, kind of thing, you know? Yeah, I, I get that, I get that. Uh, I think probably the last thing I'll, I'll mention is the fact that we get more Obi-Wan and Mace Windu stuff, because mm-hmm. seeing them again is awesome. Um, the first shot we get of Obi-Wan saving Cody from the the rocket on Christophsis on the bridge, I think is uh, awesome. And it was in the trailer, and I remember seeing it, like, oh, damn, everyone's about to do some nasty stuff. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing Mace Windu in the trailer. That was really exciting. You don't really see a lot of Mace in the Clone Wars. You don't. Much, yeah. You don't. I mean, he had an arc in season six yeah. with... Charge Arbinks! Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, and that part where... He, isn't he... Doesn't he tell the, all the droids to surrender? Yeah. Or something? yeah. <laughs> What's he At this point in the Clone Wars, yeah. I have dismantled over 100,000 right. of you but type 1 battle droids. That's why he's not the negotiator. <laughs> <laughs> General Kenobi. I like how he thinks he 
can negotiate with the droids. I know. They right? don't. They can't really think for themselves. Yeah, they do. Oh, they can, yeah. but like After the, they're, just, uh, they're not going to drop their blast. No, nah, they're programmed to fight, but yeah. they do have personality in terms of that's another thing. It's like they aimlessly kill the droids, but in my opinion, the the battle droids have so much personality. Yeah, they're, yeah. All they're like, great. oh, help me, <laughs> Roger, <laughs> Roger. Bad, yeah, feel bad for him. Yeah, there's so many jokes with those battle droids. It's actually quite funny. Mm. Uh, just one last point, actually. I think the planet and world building, planets and world building in this. Uh, arc is pretty good and Axis is like really beautiful it's a mix of purples and pinks and, and blues uh, and a bit of green uh, I really love it and then the Skako Minor Planet with uh, the Techno Union is also uh, although it's very beige and brown and reminds me of like a desert I still think it's uh, a, a unique I'll say unique because uh, our characters spend most of the time up in the uh, the higher facilities above the, above the ground so that's all I'll say and also I just remembered sorry Cooper, yeah, but there's one more thing about this arc that I forgot to mention I'm pretty sure it was in the Clone Wars not the Bad Batch um, when they see Kanan at the very start Oh, is, it, is it Order 66 that yeah that's the Bad Batch that's, bad batch. Yeah. that's yeah. the first, first episode, episode of the Bad, of bad batch. batch yeah, yeah. that was great the Bad Batch was that there, was yeah. a really cool scene yeah. I know it's not the arc but it's kind of related why do you sound older <laughs> Oh, it was Freddie Prince Jr. though. But yeah. um, seeing um, you know how the Bad Batch are so confused about Order sixty six, mm. yeah, I thought that was pretty pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, wanted to mention it. Oh yeah, well yeah, that happens. In Except for obviously it? Crosshair, good solid just following orders. Mm. Mm. Anyway, I think that's about all I have to say about um, this arc. I really really did enjoy it, and I thought overall it just felt like a gritty and not not perfect. There was definitely like imperfections, but a nice segue back into the Clone Wars. It felt like your typical standard Clone Wars arc, but that still had uh, consequences for the future. Mm. So uh, yeah, I, I really did like that arc. Well, to continue on to Cooper's season seven hype. So, hi, even hi, hi. <laughs> so even if I didn't really uh, overall agree with Cooper's uh, favorite arc, being that one of the like obviously it's his favorite, but well, kind of talking about best or what we like the most. Um, but uh, season seven still obviously continues on with my favorite arc, actually. So I guess season seven as a whole was just a banger. Yeah, it was oh, hang on. Oh, we wait, need to hang think on. Trace, about that. I, no, Trace and Tr- Trace oh, and Raph. Raph. I forgot Raph. about them to be honest with you. But once again, they don't count, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> every 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 season of Clone Wars has some some nuffies. Yeah, they show up in the bad batch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so random. <laughs> anyway, 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 anyway. I forgot all that. We don't want to talk about them. Thankfully. <laughs> don't give them any screen time. No. <laughs> oh, but So, after this, The Siege of Mandalore. One of my honourable mentions. Mm. I think everyone likes this arc. I think this it's is the most, safe, not to like it's the most it. safe arc that and I'm going to talk about, just because I remember it over the other ones a bit more. <laughs> they put a lot of love into it, this one. The, in my opinion, The Siege of Mandalore arc is more of like a movie-esque Type. Yeah, and they got one of the best duels in the whole show. Yeah, literally, and they also had them in mocap, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so, just to go over the actual titles of... So, it's a four-episode arc. It has Old Friends Not Forgotten. It also has The Phantom Apprentice. Best one. Shattered. And Victory and Death, which is my favourite one. So, I think in order of one to, like, four on the best, it goes Victory and Death, Phantom Apprentice, Shattered, and Whoa, Old Friends. Oh, you're old friends. putting Shattered... 
Yeah. Woo! Hot take. I cannot even remember which is which. Not really, because you might. One. Okay, so Shattered, let's just talk about it. Why old, not? Old Friends Not Forgotten is literally the whole. It's like the start of the siege. Yeah, exactly, but it's not the, the bulk of it. Shattered, yeah, Shattered has the most influential, saddest moment of having seen Rex literally have to turn on Ahsoka yeah, and seeing Ahsoka react yeah, to Yeah, that's one of my favourite parts yeah, of it. I was going to say, yes, it has nothing else in that episode apart from that, basically, but Old Friends Not Forgotten is just. Oh, like, oh, yeah, here's Ahsoka um, seeing Anakin before Anakin goes to save the Chancellor for the last that, time. You it's not emotional? Six- no, it is good, but I'm just saying, it's not my favorite. Shattered, was it? Order 66 scene. Has, that's a very very emotional episode. Mm. And, and seeing Ahsoka, which we find out in Tales of the Jedi, learn how to deflect those trooper, <laughs> yeah. trooper bolts, which she has obviously perfected. Tales when she does a really spin. Good. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, but anyway, let's just continue on what I think is my favourite bits of it. So, I just like the Siege of Mandalore because, one, it has Mandalorian war, and two, it has great lightsaber jewels mm. and maul. So, yeah. it's just just a W all around. Triple tick. Yeah, literally triple tick. <laughs> and the visuals of this, just they literally just showed off on how good the graphics have changed since they last did Clone Wars uh, mm-hmm. uh, show uh, episodes because how good... Okay, I'm jumping around a lot because there's so much that happens with this, but I'm just going to jump straight to the, the Phantom Apprentice on Ahsoka versus uh, Maul, oh, because was... how good is when that glass shatters like in front of them? Oh, yeah. oh it's just so cool. Anyway, fights awesome. anyway, the way that Maul is almost not really... He's trying to get Ahsoka on, on his side, but he's almost not doing it for purposes of being stronger as a Sith, because he's not a Sith. You know, he wants to just try and help to say that, look, everyone's going to... Like, something big's about to happen. Anakin's the key to all this. And Ahsoka's just in denial. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, I know Anakin. He wouldn't do this, you know? And it's like, oh. And then, anyway, so Ray Park does the mocap back again from episode one for Darth Maul. And I can't remember who that the Ahsoka mocap is. But either way, they did it live action, which almost looks a bit funky if you watch it in chronological order because it's the only one that has mocap fight. <laughs> but, um, oh, it's I so I think cool. that's what makes it so good. It made it so movie-esque. Like, yeah. it was so dramatic. Even though you know the outcomes of both of them, because you see them in later stuff. Rebels. Rebels, and even anything else after that. Like, uh, Solo. Even Solo, you see Darth Maul. Um, but just seeing that fight scene was so... And the thing about that mm. scene, at least for me, it's one of the... Like, it's a whole scene like that you can almost just picture in your head. Mm. Like, from start to end. Literally, Like, yeah. not really... I can't think of many other moments in the show where it's... You know, so vivid. Like, I don't almost don't need to watch the clip because I can almost just see it in my head. Same. Like, like that's how good Even the when Darth is. Maul goes through the window with his lights. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. But, um, there's like the flips with Ahsoka and well, stuff. I have to mention, I don't know if this is intentional or if I'm just making up something here, but the episode's called The Phantom Apprentice, right? And obviously episode Phantom one's The Phantom Menace. Menace yeah. But The Phantom Menace in that one was actually, Palpatine. was actually Palpatine, not, not, um, Darth Maul, but now it's Phantom Apprentice, which yeah, is an apprentice of... That's, that's how, really cool. How cool it? is that? That is so... It's all those oh. little details that just make just it so make it, good. Just make the Clone Wars such a good... Um, make the Clone Wars such a good show. But um, just to... Can I interject yeah, quickly? Yeah, course, I think, yeah. just on the point of the fight, I think one of the best moments was right at the end when Darth Maul's defeated and he says this. You don't know what you're doing! Let me, let me die. die. Let me go, let me die. Yeah. Because he does not want to take any, any mm. crap that's about to happen yeah, in the and, galaxy. And he also goes, um, after after that, he goes, you don't know what you're doing. You're all going to die. Yeah, he screams. <laughs> He's, yeah. He uh, does not want any Sam part of Whitwell. Sam Whitwell. How amazing is he? Just a goat. Literally yeah, a goat of voice, voice He's one of the best voice actors, I reckon. Literally. But anyway, and just... um, oh, Does Ahsoka also say in that fight, I am no Jedi? 
Or is that... Am I thinking of a different scene? Uh, she says it in Rebels against Vader. Hi. That's the one yeah, I'm thinking yeah, of. Yeah, yeah my bad. Movies. Anyway, Ahsoka's just go-to character all round two. And yeah. she, uh, seeing her two progression from from how poorly received, and in my opinion, I hated her also in the first season of Clone Wars, yeah, to, so, to now yeah. just shows how good Dave Filoni is at writing characters. Can I throw something into the mix? Mm. Let's hope the show, Ahsoka show builds upon <laughs> Legit- how, yeah. good, how good it is. Would... Okay. Saying Ahsoka versus Maul is great, and it was great to get Ahsoka to where she needed to be. Would it have been more emotional slash impactful if it was actually Obi-Wan versus Maul? No. no? Because it would have also... Um, well, I made think... Rebels not as meaningful. Yeah, no, okay. And so also, it, it, even when Ahsoka was like, oh, if Anakin was here, you'd already be dead. Just showing... Because if anyone else but Ahsoka went at that point in time, would have destroyed Maul. You but know what I mean? I reckon mm-hmm. yeah, also... Yeah, because Ahsoka's not full potential the, yet. Like, the, the, the physical fight itself is one thing, but then there's also, like, the emotional mm. kind of thing. Like, like, the whole fight is the fact that Ahsoka won't believe that Anakin is going to turn on everyone in the whole galaxy, mm. essentially. And I think that makes a big part of the whole fight. Also, I'm not sure if it's Old Friends Not Forgotten or Phantom Apprentice that happens in this one of those two, though. Um, with the with the hologram call from Obi-Wan to, yeah. to Ahsoka on, mm-hmm. on Mandalore and on how he's basically, like... He's almost, like, predicting that he senses something bad's... Mm. About to happen. And yeah. it's ending very soon. He, mm. like, emphasises that. And, um... But just... Everything that happens in these four episodes, and then let me just briefly go on to um, Shattered, just seeing and hearing Hayden's voice mixed with Matt Lanter's voice yeah. on the on the voiceover is just so good. And the music of from Revenge of the Sith playing right as mm. the clones are turning and how Rex cool crying, that? screaming fives is just holding... Like, it shows how inte- and strong and in, in the integrity he has on how he survived, like, almost fought the chip for as long as possible just showing how much different he is from the other yeah, clones yeah how you strong, know? He, yeah. strong of will, will he is yeah. Yeah. I think it almost shows the real impact of Order 66 because yes you see it in the movies but it's, it's more like brushed over pretty fast it is it? it's like a montage. And, and you don't get any close talk, personal kind of any experience that's remotely like you internal. see Ayla Security you see Keanu Mundi Mundi but you don't really like connect with them as much yeah. as you do, and with, you don't like, know Ahsoka. what's happening in their head. Whereas with Ahsoka, you kind of you can you hear can all these voices. You can sense something's trembling. really wrong. Like Yoda, did. like Yoda. Imagine seeing this before you knew, and before Ranger the Sith, and just was, like, and just hearing a voiceover and being like, "What the hell is yeah, happening?" That's what I was about yeah. to say. When you can hear like Mace, I think it is, and Palpatine, like you know how you can hear it out. You know what's happening at this mm. time. And also, Maul's eyes when he awakens from being trapped. Oh, yeah. yes. when, when it's happening, yeah. he knows. He's like just looking around in his cage, yeah. like, oh. It's crap. happening. Yeah, no. You can sense yeah. it. Anyway, and then we also get. No one uh, believed him. Is it Shattered or in Victory? Victory and Death. One of the two with Maul escaping in Victory his hallway death. scene, Victory, Victory and Death, death. Yeah. where he gets. um He, he doesn't even have a lightsaber, but he has his own hallway scene. Yeah. And uses the walls as oh, like shields and, and a weapon. Yeah. The, oh, oh so cool. So cool. And um, just the way. Victory and death, just the way it has Rex trying to explain to Ahsoka, like, they're not our brothers anymore. Like, we have to, like, fight our way out. And then he, she lifts off the helmet and you just see Rex kind of looking away, crying, because he, he doesn't want to believe that, it, it, you know... It's all ending. Yeah. And um, having a... Uh, Everything they fought for has been for nothing. Yeah, and all then the all, the, all the helmets are after the thing goes, the ship goes down, and having the helmets of even Ahsoka's face paint, which yeah. they did in Old Friends Not Forgotten, having... That just like how they all turned and how the people that we follow throughout this whole story is just it's now ended, yeah. and she's looking out, 
and then it comes and then it flash forwards obviously when Darth Vader uh, Anakin yeah. is in the Darth Vader suit and he's there with and sees the lightsaber and sees the bird that follows Ahsoka Mora yeah Mora it just it kind of I don't know it, it can be read multiple different ways but in my opinion it's more like that was almost another point of when Darth's like, what have I kind of done? Yeah. yeah. Like, like, this oh, was yeah. Ahsoka's... Was I gave Ahsoka these blue lightsaber. That was Anakin. That yeah. was Anakin. Though. I gave Ahsoka these, this blue lightsaber. Like, have I really made the right choice? Not not even that, but just him holding the blue lightsaber, it might and have reminded him of... Who he was as a Jedi. Anakin. Yeah. But I think it's and more because he, he gave her those lightsabers too. Yeah. yeah quite yeah, an attachment to, to Ahsoka. I think Ahsoka, Padme, and Obi-Wan was everything that influenced Anakin almost mm. too in terms of good and bad ways. So it's like, yeah... If I don't know. Yeah, it's just music, visuals, character development, and just how it ended the show perfectly, in yeah. my opinion, of uh, Darth Vader walking away from yeah. the perspective of Ahsoka's clone helmet. This I was just unreal. Unreal. I agree. I was just going to say, on that last shot, I think it's more than just Darth Vader walking away. It's really symbolising the the transition into the new galaxy mm. the clone wars is officially is that is represented by the, the clone helmet darth vader as the empire walking away so it's like the galaxy away is transitioning the wars, away yeah, yeah. Mm. and almost this is probably going to stretch too far but even vader walking out of the the darkness or the glossiness of the helmet. of the visor mm. kind of signaling maybe his Fully, he's fully embracing the darkness yeah, but that, now. No, but that's the thing, though. He's never fully gone. That's what George and everyone always wanted to say, that he was never he was never fully, like, at any point in time, because then he wouldn't be redeemed, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, he, there was aspects where he was more evil than good, and aspects where he was more broken, you know? Yeah. So that's why he was always fighting between yeah. it. Like, that suit almost, an emperor was always almost seducing him throughout, you know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't like he was yeah. just sedu- seducing him, because Anakin was still crying even when he first turned. Like, he wasn't fully snapped and yeah. that's why everyone it was so heartbreaking seeing that because he's like when is he going to be when is he going to yeah. come back to the light kind of thing and I really liked what you said about Obi-Wan Padme and um, Ahsoka mm. and their influence on yeah. him because if you think about it well he's, his wife well he thinks he killed her but she died anyway um, his master the last thing he saw of his master was him basically mm. leaving him for dead Yeah. and with his apprentice you know all he sees is the lightsabers and that Ahsoka's Probably basically dead. given up mm. given up on well, him and the Jedi as f- not really him but the, the Jedi as far as he knows she's dead yeah yeah. and and yeah there's all the, the toll like you said the three people that you know have meant the most women and imagine the I toll it would have on him yeah so my final two points that I haven't mentioned that I just briefly mentioned um, is also seeing also seeing um, just the Mandalorians fight back that you know for that planet for the Mandalore and just seeing how Maul does not care about uh, his Maul DeLoreans because they're like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? And it, uh, I can't remember what he says. You've served your purpose. You served your purpose and <laughs> destroys the mic. <laughs> he just does not Runs off. does not care at all. And seeing that, and also seeing, um, oh, there was something else. I was just gonna say quickly, there was something else. Why oh, you think it? Oh, Ahsoka's Ahsoka's landing in. Um, Right before oh, yeah. the season, jumping, jumping off, off, jumping jumping off the ships, the yeah. ships, and just landing with her lightsabers going through. Just that was the most iconic shot of a circuit that we've ever seen. And yeah, hopefully, oh, yeah. the show gives us some more of that yeah. coming up. So yeah, that's my final take on my favorite arc. And Cooper has something just to say. I think lastly, your original point about um, Maul disregarding the Mandalorians, <laughs> I think it's funny and also ironic because he made such a big emphasis on the fact that he was trying to prepare for 
the after mm, order sixty six, mm. even with the 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 syndicates and the pike. Did he work with the pikes? No, he worked with Crimson Dawn. Crimson Dawn, yeah. And so he obviously wanted the Mandalorians on his side, mm. but then when he realized this is not going to plan, he just completely abandoned, he and he was going to survive himself, which he ended up doing. Flew flew that ship away. He went straight to Malakor. Well, he became his own little hermit. The sad thing is though, only next time you see him directly after in correlation chronologically is in Solo, and he's. And he's like weathered, and he's old, and he's—it's like, what has he done throughout this time? You know I want to see it. I want to see him build that—that that kind of criminal underworld, <laughs> which we went to see in Solo too. But anyway, I, I've yeah. never really thought of it until now that Obi Wan and Maul are kind of like you know arch nemesises, but they're and, also but, brothers. But they're oh. both. I didn't even think about it really until you said that that they're both like, you know, they both become hermits mm. and into hiding. Like they both got the same sort of little story. They're almost the there. same person on different sides. Yeah. And then even when Obi Wan kills him on Tatooine, he almost feels sorry for Maul yeah. at that point. He doesn't hate him anymore. Maul doesn't really hate him. Yeah. It's more that Maul doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Apart from what do I do? I must kill Obi Wan. That's what my purpose is. But when he dies, he says, "Um, is he like the boy? He realizes he's protecting a boy there." And he goes, is he the chosen one? And everyone kind of does like a nod, but I'm like, he's not, Luke is not the chosen one. But no, he says he maybe, is. Maybe just telling him, telling Mole for, for other reasons. No, no, he says he is. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm like, okay. That doesn't make sense because Luke isn't, but he's the one to bring back the chosen one. But anyway, it's almost like Mole realizes that he was almost probably on the wrong side the entire time. He was almost just a broken... He's a broken character. Yeah. Well, he says he will avenge us. Mm, that's what I'm saying. He's a broken... Well, maybe, he's he's well, almost like he rede- rede- redeemed himself back to the light I mean, after death. If you think about it, we know Anakin was a chosen one, but maybe Obi-Wan, after all that had happened, he maybe Assumed thought, oh, the, the, son, the son is the chosen one, you know? But he was the one to bring back the chosen one, so technically he is the facilitator of it. So, could be in a way the He got one. the assist. Mm. <laughs> the so, assist yeah, it's kill. really up to how you, how you view it, yeah. yeah. Either way, the show The Clone Wars has just influenced us so much. Being yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It, it really emphasized the prequels. Like, we didn't grow up with any of the movies, but we yeah. grew up with The Clone Wars. Mm, yeah, aside so. from the sequels. <laughs> well, Besides that, yeah. We didn't really grow up with yeah. I thought we were going to go one episode without getting sequel hate. But no, it's not, no that's, that was it, that was it. But um, um, <laughs> The Clone Wars really defined, like, coming home from, like, anything during the day and yeah. popping it on before dinner and just yeah. watching... Each each episode, and at first I kind of took it as like a grain of salt, not knowing that it was connected to the movies yeah. because I was too young to comprehend exactly, yeah. that it's filling in the gaps. And I just thought it was a cool like oh side cool show, show yeah. but it actually just made everything so much better. Made now as we're older, so we understand the significance of it and how good just everything like it, how it all connected. It took a lot of thought, and, and it was just yeah, it's just a really good and show. Just pinpointing events that are leading to Revenge of the Sith. Thing, it's thing. just incredible that they were able to do seven seasons of it and be able to have everything, well, yeah. almost everything, <clears throat> except for some droid arcs, um, <laughs> be relevant. But I'm also sure, I'm, I'm pretty certain that it won't be the last time we'll um, we'll uh, talk about no, I was be, just going to say aspects about it later that we'll always mention and have another podcast about. This is just uh, yeah, our, this is just like a few of our favorite moments and arcs within the show. I feel like we should probably dedicate a whole episode to the Clone Wars just because it's there's so much that happens and it's so significant. And even like in A New Hope, I know he wasn't to know this <sighs> before making it, but he said he literally says George Lucas, you're talking Obi Wan and Leia both say the Clone Wars. Mm. So yeah, there was thought about this before it happened and just to make it so significant and it's kind of it it's it is significant and it's it's emotional mm. because you get invested in the characters and you 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 get to become more involved in their lives and what they do rather than just following them in the movie 
it's like, and it adds more significance to scenes. I know this isn't really confirmed, but in Revenge of the Sith, there's one scene of Anakin looking at it like a tablet, mm. and a lot of people did speculate that that was him checking in on Ahsoka, mm. um, on on Mandalore, mm. which I thought would be a really nice touch. Mm. Um, and just add more depth to that relationship already, even though she wasn't in the movies. Which is so sad. I swear, we better get an Anakin and Ahsoka reunion in Ahsoka. If we yeah. don't, I'm going to be... And well, Hay- it has to Hayden be Christensen Ghost. has to be there. Yeah, but I really want it to be a Force Ghost post, you know, like... Uh, wait, wait, no. Is Ahsoka, sh- Ahsoka show's after re- Return? I yeah. want to see... I know you're probably not a big fan of it, but I want to see, like, Force Ghost of them reuniting and just saying, like, oh, I missed, I missed you, Master. Like, like how are you kind of thing like just something mm. friendly just kind of like saying like I'm sorry that I and then he just apologises for everything he, he's done and kind of I feel like they are missing a massive opportunity if they don't do that and or even just a flashback with all three of them back in the Clone even Wars even just a voiceover voiceover yeah. like anything in, um, sequels <laughs> but it, yeah. and, but the Clone Wars right like you are saying about the significance of it all and everything like you know it starts off especially in the first two seasons especially like just these characters going on missions and everything but but when it really gets good is when they start connecting it in particular to the to the uh, movies, but like all these building, stepping stones, building up to the story that we know is going to happen and it makes it so much more intense and that you know, emotional. They, they just bring, Dave Filoni brings back so many un- useless characters from the movies, like Kit Fisto and all that who didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, flushes them out. And flushes them out, Plo Koon, and then even Dar- Darth Maul. He would be a horrible character without these animated shows. Mm. Like legit, he'd just be the person who got cut in half and then randomly appears in Solo and then that's it. <laughs> like, like what? <laughs> well, I feel like Clone Wars was before, or most of it was, was before, so they know, wouldn't, they wouldn't add him in Solo. Yeah, but you know what I'm trying to say. If you, and if you're only going based off his live action appearances then he's not great. Yeah, no, no. So, yeah. I, I'm just going to throw an honourable mention and we'll probably talk about this in a later episode. I think Count Dooku was absolutely phenomenal yeah. in this series. He feels Flushed like, him out too. yeah, but he just feels like completely different person pa- he's passionate in the way of what he's trying to do even though it's it's the wrong thing because he's on the separatist but just the way he speaks and the way he kind of is so threatening while remaining so calm Charism- it's charismatic it's very sinister yeah i love it it's yeah. so good everything about it so good yeah anyway i think uh that'll wrap us up so mm. thanks for thanks for listening and thanks to those who have been listening since week one uh we do appreciate you guys uh coming in every every week and listening to us um it's been great doing this and we really enjoy uh putting out this content for you so so again thanks for listening and uh yeah we'll we'll catch you next time see you later